Welcome back to another brand new episode of the EPL Boys, your home to everything English Premier League and a little bit more. My name is Matt. As always, joined with me is my best friend through the internet, JD. JD, we survived another weekend in this crazy thing called life. How are you, my friend? I'm good, Matt. Um, had a very, very relaxing weekend. Um, laid in bed most of the time. Uh, went out to dinner last night. So, Well, Sunday night. Um, yeah, it was just a, it was it was it was just a good weekend. I, I I was a little disappointed that I woke up Saturday morning to about five or six inches of snow outside, but um, that's all melted because it's goddamn fifty five degrees out right now. So I I don't understand I don't understand the weather in in I mean we're we're pretty much at the same yeah. level like like we're we're the same what is it latitude or longitude whichever one's yeah. horizontal we're at the same horizontal level like you're in New Jersey I'm in PA it. It's it's ridiculous the weather lately. I I it's no it's not five inches, and two days later all that snow's gone because it's it yeah, was it just... was like over sixty degrees today. I I don't understand. So I'm just I'm excited. Daylight savings time kicked in. So it I mean we're recording a little bit early today, but it's actually still light out, which is yeah wild to me. So I I am I'm all here for it. Bring on summer. My neighbor has a heated saltwater pool. I cannot wait till they open that. And um and then I have a tiki bar out back on, on my deck. So I cannot wait to have people over to go swimming and drink at the tiki bar. That's all Can't I've been wait. looking forward to for the last couple months. So how was your weekend, That's Matt? Awesome. Is, is your voice uh, has your voice recovered at yeah. all? Yeah. Um. Yeah, if you hear my voice crack a few times, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's been a weekend. Um, First of all, the concert on Saturday night absolutely was just, it was was awesome. Um, Seeing Howard Jones get to play a couple of, like, his best songs with Killswitch Engage, like, brought a lot of nostalgia back. But JD, you were 100% correct. And as well, I thought it would happen as well. August Burns Red was the better, just the best band on that bill. Yeah. Um, August um, Burns Red puts on such a good fucking show. Amazing. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Killswitch Engage kind of sucks, at, but, you know. know. No. Killswitch <laughs> put on a, no. Killswitch put on a very, very good show. They put on a very good show. But, um, yeah, besides that point, uh, home opener for the Red Bull uh, yesterday. Um, so, yeah, that that's... That is going to be the cause of my voice kind of not being here. Um, cough drops and Gatorade have been my best friend today, so we're looking to push through it. Um, but yeah, uh, last night the game's temperature was like 19 degrees, and today when I woke up it was like 55, and I'm just like, that's just a slap in my face because it's like, I could have really used that weather yesterday. But um, JD, we have games to talk about because outside of all this exciting stuff you and I got to do, there was also a full slate of Premier League games to cover. And of course, Liverpool versus Brighton is the one that kicked it off. Liverpool 2, Brighton nothing. JD, honestly, business as usual for Liverpool. Goals from Diaz and Salah from the penalty spot because he is the new Penaldo. I'm, I'm labeling him. That's it. Salah only scores penalties, so he's going to win the golden boot off of a, you know... Off of a technicality. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would like him 
to well i mean i sorry i would like if he you know scored less penalties but the thing is when, when it's a stonewall penalty somebody's gonna take it um it's just more fun to to joke with ronaldo about that kind of thing um i mean the penalty was deserved uh i will say luis diaz his goal was just putting his body on the line i i do not know how robert sanchez wasn't sent off i don't i i like robert sanchez as a goalkeeper i do that was i, I just don't understand how that doesn't get called as a red card i mean that that was assault it, it was actual yeah. assault I, I th- thankfully, I, I think maybe it would have been different if Diaz hadn't scored from it, like from the initial shot. But like, come on, when everyone is saying "what the yeah. fuck" after that, he wasn't even. I, I mean, honest- I guess because it's VAR, he, he wasn't even yellow carded. But like, come on. No, honestly, I feel like it's a very like kind of similar thing to the NFL, where the rules are a little bit different because of like the quarterback. Like, you can't hit the quarterback as hard as you hit everyone else. Like, a tackle on a running back would be fine, but if that same tackle was on the quarterback, it's it's roughing the passer. Or, like, it's the same thing. I feel like goalies kind of get this, like, ability. Because you really think about it. Like, not this exact situation, but let's just say the ball's in the air. The goalie has literally the ability to do whatever the fuck he wants to get a hand on the ball. So if the goalie sees the like someone coming into the box, he can just stick his elbow out, hit the striker in the face, and punch the ball away. Look at the ref and go, "Hey, I it, we just collided into each nah, other." Nah, see they call that though. No, no, no. See they they call that. They, and oh, this they, this is not that situation. This situation, he was oh, no. late. He was extremely oh, he late was. and connects with the face. I I don't I don't understand like how I don't know how that doesn't define endangering the safety of another player i i just no, i agree no i agree 100 but that's what i'm saying if that exact challenge let's just say lewis dunk did that challenge that's a red card that's a red card and the clearest you know the clearest thing you know is the clearest call that you could make so again here nor there i mean honestly jd i think really gonna sum this up quickly i mean liverpool did what they had to do yep. got the job done I really didn't expect Brighton to do anything in this game, and they didn't. And it's like, I really can't fault them. This is Liverpool, probably the hottest team in the Prem at the moment. I don't know. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to add to this? No, I mean, uh, Liverpool probably should have scored more. I'll say that much. They they, they missed a few chances. Uh, they actually did not have the, the all the possession. Brighton out-possessed them 52-48%, to 48%, which is kind of yeah, wild. but... Kind of wild. Yeah, but they did. Yeah, but they didn't do shit with it. No, I yeah, mean, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, yeah, they didn't do shit with it. I'm just. That's kind of wild. I, I am a little yeah. surprised that Liverpool didn't possess it more. But you know what? Liverpool did their job, and Manchester City didn't this weekend. So oh, I am a happy jump, boy. I'm a happy boy. We'll get to that. Oh yeah, I was about to say, don't jump ahead. You're literally skipping. Not well, like it already happened. In so anybody who cares already knows what happened. So. We'll right, get well, to you, it, but oh, I can, well, you, you got to say spoil. You got to say spoiler alert, so they hit the uh, inc- uh, fast forward ten seconds button twice, so that they don't we don't ruin anything. All right, well, but um, <laughs> I yeah, joke. Brentford two, Burnley nothing in a game that sucked. I'm talking it blew. This game was zero zero for eighty four minutes, and until Ivan Tony decided to get a goal in the eighty fifth minute and then a sealer in the ninety fourth minute off of from the penalty spot. JD, this game was boring. It was dull. It was two teams who did not want any business getting any result from this game. 
But Brentford had that little extra at the end, and honestly, I feel like that that is what saw them over the line. They had that little bit extra. Ivan Tony gives you that little bit extra other forwards in the Premier League might not give you. Yeah, Ivan Tony gives you a little bit extra. Christian Eriksen fucking gives you a little bit extra. He 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 oh, was he was responsible for both of those goals. He he directly gets the assist for the first one, and he puts the ball in for Ivan Tony to then get taken out by Nathan Collins. So I Christian Eriksen, goddamn, breath of fresh air seeing him back in the Premier League. But Ivan Tony, yes, I, he he is a great player. I will say. It's funny that Thomas Frank, the Brentford manager, labeled Ivan Tony as, no, no, not just the best penalty taker in the league, the best penalty taker in the world currently. Thomas Frank said that. And and look, I understand you're hyping up your player, but like, you got to be a little realistic here. Like, come on. Like, d- d- don't be, I, don't be dumb. Like, he's yeah, a, he's, you're... he's a good penalty taker. Don't get me wrong. But come on, like, don't don't yeah, say no, stuff no. like that. You're just getting yeah, you're just getting, you're making social media hate you. Like, so no, you're you're not gonna get any disagreement from there. He might be the best on your team. He might be one of a top five in the Premier League. Sure, but let's let's calm down. Let's all relax now. I get we're all happy, but let's you know. Uh, I mean, I. We're honestly, I think we should just move on. Yeah, um, there's not much else to was, say about yeah. it. Good, I mean, good win yeah. for Brentford. Don't get me wrong, yeah. great win for Brentford. Yeah. Huge for Brentford. They actually oh, very yeah. bad this... for Burnley for for the relegation yeah. odds. Like, oh, honestly, no, honestly, the, honestly, that is probably more of a talking point than the game itself because these three points make it really, really interesting for both teams. Because when you look at it now, Brentford now are giving themselves on an eight point gap from the drop. That's huge. That is huge. Eight points, much better than six. So for uh, for Brentford, this is phenomenal. Burnley, on the other hand, though, Jesus Christ, you thought they had a couple runs, they had a few games where they got some points, but now they find themselves comfortably, comfortably in the relegation battle. Yes, a draw would get them out of it. Like, it's crazy. A draw would have seen Burnley out of the bottom. That's how crazy this league is, and that's how crazy the relegation battle is going to be. So, we're going to have to keep an eye on that. What was most likely the game of the weekend, Manchester United 3, Tottenham 0. A Cristiano Ronaldo hat trick followed against by a Harry Kane penalty and a Harry Maguire own goal. JD, I'm telling you right now, once again, He's playing against us. I swear, I swear he's playing against us. Now, you know what? You know what? <laughs> Let me say what I got to say, and then I'm going to say what I have to say about Harry Maguire. Once again, Cristiano Ronaldo heard all the shit around the world that homeboy can't finish, and he decided, hmm, this 35-year-old, this 35-yard sitter that no one is fucking attacking me from, maybe I could just fucking put this in the back of the net. JD... Manchester United once again making me go through all types of fucking emotions in a 90-minute period. But overall, it's the Cristiano Ronaldo show. He, When he wants to and when he has the ability to, he can be still a top three player in the world. And this, this proves it because all three goals, very, very nice. Yes, one was a little bit of a sitter, but overall, 
being able to shoot from 35 yards out, still unbelievable for his age. And then the ability to just get literally a foot higher than everyone else on a corner. Again, it things you should not be able to do at 30 like at the age of 37. Overall, the handball, I think it was completely agreed, justified, 100% that should have been a penalty. Harry Kane slots it home easy. I want to talk about the Harry Maguire goal. Everybody relax. You're making it seem like Harry Maguire is the first defender to ever stick a foot in, try to stop a cross, and it just takes a bad bounce. I know, but it's Harry like, Maguire, though. I know. No, don't get me wrong. <laughs> if, it me, if it was anybody if it was anybody else on United. But don't get me wrong, though. Don't get me wrong. It being Harry Maguire in the worst run of form he's ever had does not help him. I 100% agree with that. But, guys, let's all chill. Outside of that, he didn't have the worst game of the season. He did a very good job. He man-marked Harry Kane very, very well. I mean, Harry Kane did had a very frustrating day, and that really, in my opinion, had to do with a lot of good movement Harry Maguire did. So, let's not, like, oh, he scored an own goal. He's still the worst fucking center back in the world. He might be one of the worst center backs in the world, but at least today, he was not horrible. He wouldn't get my Pepper Brooks MVP, though, because he did score a goal, JD. So, uh, <laughs> that's a stinker, but... From your from yourself from a neutral point of view, what what were your biggest takeaways from this game? I wouldn't call myself a, a neutral point of view, but um, yeah. Oh well, yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. You hate Spurs and you hate United. That is neutral ground. That's true. That's neutral, true. Yeah. I, yeah I, how I, much more neutral do you want to get? I'm not a fan of either of these teams. Um, yeah. I mean, Ronaldo. Uh, good for him. Um, let me just be like. Let me just sound like an absolute asshole. Like. Oh yeah, you know he just you know cr- breaks the record for the most goals ever scored by a single person. Yeah, whatever, good for him. Um, yeah, the first goal was you know world class, whatever. Second goal is a tap in. Uh, third goal it's corner, whatever. Uh, terrible mark my Spurs. They're known for that. Um, yeah, Dar- like Darty had him, <laughs> lost him, and then like oh I have him again. And by the time he looked up to see he had him, Chris- Harry, I'm uh, not Harry McGuire. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's ass was in the same level as Darty's face, and it's yeah. like I mean, you've it's just lost. bad mark. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from the goal, but like, it's it's just bad marking by Spurs. Like, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, Harry Kane, you're not gonna bet against him scoring a penalty. So I, or well, when when the penalty happens, you're not. I like, I would not put money against Harry Kane missing a penalty. I I just wouldn't. Um. But Harry Maguire's own goal, um, I, we're gonna disagree on that. I, I think yes, it is. It's a rough life to be a defender for crosses like that. But at the same time, like, uh, why is Harry Maguire even still playing? Like oh, right I now, he, he no, shouldn't no. be on the field. Yep. I, 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 nope, I think. I, agree. I, I really think a, 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 another player with more confidence. I'm, now I can't say for sure, obviously. Like, but I think I think a, a different defender. That doesn't happen. I I don't know. And you know what? It turned out it didn't matter because Ronaldo is Ronaldo. But I'm sure Cristiano Ronaldo is a little fucking pissed at Harry Maguire that he needed to do what he did. Yeah. That's like you do. It's like kind of like Ronaldo looks at Harry Maguire and goes, you do realize if I didn't just do that, you'd be fucked. Um, no, he would have gotten yeah. a new contract because... He still hey, might. I, I, the, the fact hey. that Harry Maguire, the fact that he is still the captain, means that he might actually get a contract extension. Because if that was off the table, he wouldn't be captain. He wouldn't be playing right now. 
Uh, I I really you hope you understand with, that, right? I, well, no, yes, I, I agree. I'm I'm just hoping with the new coach coming in the off season, he's going to want to appoint a new captain, and I don't see that outside the realm of possibility. If a new coach comes in and Harry Maguire is still the captain, yeah, then we officially like, oh fuck, this guy is just gonna be here forever. I've already made this point. I don't think I've made it on the podcast, but I think I've just made this point in like public, where it's like Harry Maguire. The only reason why he's even starting, much less the captain, is because the Glazers spent the, the amount of money they did. Because at the end of the day, the Glazers, who don't care about football, who only care about business, do not want to take a business loss. Harry Maguire, if you tried to sell him today, would not sell for $20 million. Like, uh, he'd like, go for 20 mil. I, I'd say 20 to 25 mil. He's English. Like, I love how like I love how oh he's English therefore more money. Man, I, it's a, it's a fact. I mean it, it oh, just it's a fact. it is a oh, fact. Oh no. No, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. But we're going to move on. Next game we're looking in the Sunday fixtures now. Chelsea 1 Newcastle nothing. JD another game where it was extremely cagey for 88 minutes but Kai Havertz getting a nice little sitter tap in right at the end of the game, getting the game's only goal in the 89th minute. JD, every time I think Chelsea are shooting themselves in the foot or just, you know, they're doing everything in their power to not guarantee that third spot, you blink and boom, they grab they grab something late. Chelsea just have a nag of doing just enough to stay in that third spot. At this point, you see how they're playing. You see what they can offer to the table. Outside of the distractions off the field, do you think third place is theirs? Yeah, I mean, look, Newcastle were always going to be underdogs here. They they didn't they didn't need to win this game or really even get a point out of it. Uh, they're doing fine in, in their other fixtures. They they don't need a result from this, but they are. Th- this was kind of hard on them because I I thought they defended well overall. Um, and I will say that was not a, an easy tap in by Kai Havertz. That was a oh, clinical no, take yeah. takedown yeah. and chip over the yeah. goalkeeper. Like you're I, right. I don't know. You're like right. I, that was a good. You're goal, right. No, but, you're right. You're right. But you're I, right. I think it was. I think it was harsh on Newcastle overall from their performance. But um, Chelsea, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I really don't know because I I don't know. Like like I said in the last episode, it's it it's too early to tell what these sanctions are going to do to the team. For for the for the short term for the rest of the season because they are going to be in place most likely for the rest of the season so I I think it's going to be the next couple of fixtures that really that really like kind of show what the issue did I didn't watch this game did did they have the shirt sponsor or no so they had all the sponsors like normal even though the three company and um, uh, Hyundai both said that they were going to remove have their logos removed. Chelsea still had their logos on the shirt, just, so maybe yeah. it's so I, maybe it's because maybe they didn't have enough time. I'll be interested when they play. I, I I'm not sure if I mean maybe playing. maybe the sponsors all said like okay, it's a little short notice, like yeah, playing the jersey, but well, like with, next game, like well that's what I'm saying. So they don't have a midweek game. So the next time they're playing, um, I I don't know if they're playing Champions League or not, but the next time they're in the Premier League will be during the weekend. So they're gonna be the we'll have, the the London Blues. The London Blues, so <laughs> as 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 pro evolution soccer would have them. Uh, uh, you know what? We're gonna the play bro- a little game, guys. Yeah, guys. Uh, on on Friday's episode, we're gonna play a little game. Uh, you're all gonna want to be a part of it. So uh, stick around for that. It definitely involves Chelsea. So uh, 
We're going to move on, though, um, from one blue team finding, uh, you know, a goal to another blue team unable to find anything at the moment. Everton 0, Wolves 1. A goal from the most reliable center back scoring person in the league, I guess. Connor Cody getting on the goal sheet. One of my favorites. Uh, it's always a treat when you see Connor Cody get on the goal sheet. But JD, once again, the blue side of Merseyside is... Dude, this is... I'm telling you right now, if it wasn't for Burnley and other clubs having an absolute horrible year, Everton would be in some serious trouble. Yeah. Honestly, I the alarm bells have been ringing for Everton, but they got to be careful. They got to be real fucking careful because they might go down. And holy shit. Holy shit. If ever, Everton go down and they have sanctions in place, I don't know if those would coincide. I, I really don't know what would happen. Like, it would be the biggest, one of the biggest things ever for the Premier League if Everton got relegated. But then also, if they got a points deduction as a sanction for, for their financial issues. I mean, I... They could get to third tier in two years. It could be it could be Sunderland 2.0. I... Not... And I'm not saying that Sunderland was as big as Everton when their issues happened, but, like, I don't know, man. You start... It, 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 say they get relegated, and they start off the championship with a nine-point deduction. Like, just minus nine right off the yeah. bat. I don't know how they recover from that. I really don't because every team, every team in the championship is gunning for that because they're thinking, oh, yeah. okay, this is the, this is the team that you know is most likely to get back up. Every team in the championship is gunning for them. So I, I think they would have a very hard time getting getting promoted again, and if they don't get re-promoted right back up, uh, they they're that's bad. That's really yeah. bad. So I. I don't know. Good Connor Cody, man. I don't know what's gotten into him because he he only scored his first fucking senior Premier League goal. I I think last season. It was like last year. It was yeah, it was last like last year, year. Yeah. and I don't know. He's just popping up now. Um, and it's, it is it is always fun when you know you have a a, a Liverpool native and and a Liverpool fan growing up score against Everton. Uh, that's always fun. In Mer in Merseyside, numbers. yeah, at Goodison Park, like that's always a good time. But um, yeah, other than that, uh, I mean, Wolves probably should have put a couple more past them. But every yeah. everything just suck, honestly. Yeah, that's not even a Liverpool fan saying that. That that is just that yeah. is just common knowledge. Everything is just fucking awful. Frank Lampard is suited for the championship. Let's just put it that way. I I see. That's what I wanted to talk about. Frank Lampard can't coach. I'm not saying like, he can't coach. I'm yeah, just no, saying he's he suited for the championship. No, he, he, he can't. He cannot coach. I am I am saying this. This is my take. Frank Lampard doesn't know what he's doing. So much so, if you put Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer in this exact situation, Everton would pull out at least a result here or there. Frank Lampard looks like a lost child in a toy store who can't find his parents. Like he does not know what to do and he's scared. Like every every just every move he makes, every substitution he does, nothing makes sense. Nothing ever fucking works. JD, if Watford had scored been scored on seven less times, Everton would be in the drop zone as we speak. Like it, they are level on points with the team in 18th with a seven better goal differential. JD. That's literally what is separating Everton from the drop. I could see it happen. 
because I'm more confident in Watford pulling out a random result here yep, or there yep, than I yep. am with Everton at this current point. So yep, yep, I am much more confident of Watford. Because you know Watford's going to lose, but you also know Watford's going to steal a result like in a few games when we talk about it. The next game, though, tug on the heartstrings, JD, and just warm up the lotion. Jesse Marsh got his first win in the Premier League, boys and girls. It took a 94th-minute goal to get it, but JD, Jesse Marsh, the Montreal Impact native... The Red Bull New York native, the Red Bull Salzburg native, the Red Bull Leipzig native. The um, greatest thing to happen to the English Premier League soccer coming out of the United States of America. Yes, I've said it. JD, Jesse Marsh got his first win, and it was a thriller. The game wasn't that pretty. It was very cagey, very aggressive back and forth. But JD, I enjoyed every second of this. And honestly, I went from my heart broken in the 90th minute watching the game equalizer to seeing the game winner moments later, JD, this game was a thriller to the very last second. I mean, I, I was gonna say, are you caught in two minds right here? But obviously not. I mean, you, you're you're full on uh, back in the lead strain here. I I guess with Jesse March in charge, but I, I just you shouldn't I was be more, a Leeds fan here. No, I was more of a Bielsa hater, and I'll say it tooth and nail. I just don't like the fact that they they called this Bielsa guy one of the best managers in the world. But he ain't done shit. Go back. Number three. Number three. Remember, number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number three. Yeah, number three. Uh, Josie Mourinho walking past Stanford Bridge three times. Three times. <laughs> yeah. No, um. I mean, yeah. This game was good. Uh. It was a whole lot of nothing for a while, but it ended. It ended very well. So I'm happy with that. I mean, it, this is where Leeds excel. The the fast break counter and the fact that Patrick Bamford was back. I'm honestly. I'm not even putting this down to Jesse Marsh. I'm putting it back to Patrick Bam for being back. They get a win. That's all. I I, I don't care if it's against Norwich City. <laughs> Literally, probably the worst team in the league. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Patrick Bamford is back. That that means they're gonna win. So I, I I am excited for Leeds to finish off the season. I think they can stay up. Hey, you know what? With Jesse Marsh, the greatest American coach in history, at the wheel, I'm not saying no. So the sad uh, part is he of, probably is the greatest American coach so no, far. No, no, I mean, no, I mean, who else he, is better? I not Bob Bradley, yeah. uh, not yeah, uh, Bruce. Ar <laughs> Bruce Arena might be the worst. Um, I I can't think of another one. I I'll throw Jim Curtin in there because I'm biased. <laughs> I think I think right now if you're talking managers like American managers across like world football, I definitely think. Jim Curtin's a top 10 U.S. manager. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Top 10 like, for Yeah, no, yeah. I'm just being biased. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think he would do well at least. Yeah. Um, like, I always forget there's always, like, one or two American managers in the Bundesliga or something like that. And are there? Like, you just there? have a Don't you have... Um, who's the guy... Who's the coach who relegated with Huddersfield? He's still in the, he's still in the fucking David Bundesliga. David Wagner, and he's German. Wagner? David Wagner, Wagner? and he's German. <laughs> He's like best Wait, friends I... with Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> who did I think was who was the last American manager I was thinking about then in the Premier League? Why did I think he was American? He's not American. Whatever. I mean, Whatever. if you if you I... pronounce it David Wagner, yeah, maybe that sounds American, but right, it's David well, Wagner. But uh, <laughs> my fault, hand, my fault, hand in the air. All right. Well, with the lack of American managers, I maybe think it Jim was. Curtin's I think Bob Bradley was the last one. 
for Swansea. God, that's, dis- which, God, that's disgusting. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> that's just fucking disgusting. Like, ugh. Southampton won Watford too. I explained it before. Every now and again, Watford can just steal a victory. And boys and girls, today was the day. Hernandez getting two goals, seeing Watford get the important three points. GD. We've already mentioned it way too much already on this episode and many episodes like it before. Watford can steal a win. And this was the day they do it. Southampton are a team that is so inconsistent. I really like you could never get a correct uh, bid with this team. JD, in your opinion, because this game had a lot to offer, but at the same time, was it, it dragged a few times. In your opinion, what's the biggest takeaway from this game? Uh, just Southampton mistakes. I mean, the the one, I forget which one it was, the first or second Cucho Hernandez goal, but uh, that was just god-awful. I mean, that that was League 2 defending. And just the, the, the pass back from from the Southampton defender to the goalkeeper. I, I good on Hernandez for scoring that because that that was the tightest possible angle you could possibly possibly squeeze it in, but it that goes down to Southampton be just being so inconsistent in the back line. I, I I don't I don't understand this team. They will be fine. I I have said it for many weeks. Southampton will be fine this this season. They'll they'll finish mid-table and they'll be fine. But they they need to do something because they they just if they were a little more consistent, they have players. They do. James Ward-Prowse, Armando Broja, uh, even their like even their defense isn't awful, but like they just make mistakes. I I, I don't yeah. understand. So I my only takeaway is just what the fuck Southampton. Like you had you were a much better team than Watford. I I don't know how they let this happen. So like like i said just when when it comes to southampton i'm just always like i actually have like going into every single game day i don't know what i'm going to get you cuz there are days southampton are like they play sometimes like a top 5 team in the premier league and then there are days they play like a bottom 5 team and then there are days they just float in the middle of the league i don't get it i really really don't get it but Kudos to uh, Watford. That is a massive three points. It puts you level with Everton on points. Just got to nibble away at that goal differential. Because I honestly think down at the bottom of the table, goal differential literally might be the thing that separates someone going up and someone, you know, someone going down. So next game we're going to talk about West Ham United 2, Aston Villa 1. Goals from Yarmolenko and Fornals would see West Ham grab all three points. Uh, a really beautiful moment, especially with Yarmolenko scoring his goal. Uh, him being a Ukrainian citizen, having family still in Ukraine, um, having a really emotional moment after his goal. Um, again, it was a beautiful goal too, but just overall the celebration really had me, like it, it touched, you know, heartstrings with me, but... This was a very good game against two very good teams, but JD, West Ham saw United get the victory, see the other movement around them. This this win is very, very important for West Ham to stay in the conversation for top four. Yes, very, very big win. And they, I mean, I'm not saying they almost like let it go, but they did switch off at the end of the game. That I mean, Jacob Ramsey's goal, gorgeous goal. I mean, I, th- yeah. this kid is going to be so good. He's super young. And, and take nothing away from the goal, but like that was very avoidable. They they could have kept that clean sheet, which I, no, I'm not saying it's gonna really hurt them, but for 
just going forward, like, they need to not let that happen. But, yeah, a huge win for West Ham. I, I mean, for the top four, I, yeah, they... This this I predicted this would be a very entertaining draw and yeah I West Ham proved me wrong. Yeah no it was it was uh, overall this game was a lot of fun to watch it really really was uh, definitely a nice treat on a uh, Sunday afternoon. So uh, the final game on Sunday uh, Arsenal two Leicester City nothing JD Arsenal seemed to be flying at all cylinders goals from Thomas Partey and a penalty put away from Lacazette JD again we know what at this point what we're going to be getting from Leicester where it's a little bit more of a disappointment than expecting good things but man I cannot tip my hat to what Arsenal is freaking doing man they got I was worried because in years past when this team got in or around the top four they'd slip but this team looks like they're going to do everything else but in your opinion JD Arsenal top 4 or just Leicester bang average um i mean mostly Leicester bang average but like Arsenal probably should have done a little more because i mean Thomas Partey's goal just off a corner good goal whatever the penalty is definitely a penalty i'm not saying it's not uh but like you, you you can't be riding on those. That was like the 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 bare minimum for a penalty because it, I mean that was getting saved off the line no matter what happened. I mean it it grazed Sunchu's fingertips. Yeah. I and again I'm not saying it's not a penalty. It is it is a stonewall penalty. But that ball is not going into the net. So I, which is which is why I'm pretty sure that's why it wasn't a red card. It was only yellow, but like, I don't know. I if Sergio doesn't graze that ball with his fingertips, that's a one nil win against a pretty shitty Leicester City. So I at home. So I I don't know. I don't know. I I think I think Arsenal should have been a little more convincing, to be perfectly honest. But right. a win's a win. You know what? A clean sheet's a clean sheet. So I I take nothing away from it. Yeah, for for Arsenal, you know, still being in that four spot. With still having three games over Manchester United and West Ham. Again, the ball is in Arsenal's court. And yeah, it's it their is. responsibility to not fuck it up. So, prove history. Prove recent history wrong, Arsenal fans. Prove recent history wrong. And then the final game of the weekend. This one actually happened to be on Monday. Crystal Palace 0. Manchester City 0. Manchester City dropping two massive points, which officially kicks the door wide the fuck open. Liverpool now, at this point, if I'm not mistaken, JD, Liverpool control their own destiny. Well, yes, kind of. Liverpool are four points behind with a game in hand. Now, that game in hand is against Arsenal on Wednesday. I like to think that Liverpool will win that game. We'll, we'll we'll look at it in a minute. But as far as this game goes, I think that, yeah, you're right. This opens the door for Liverpool because Liverpool and City play in a couple weeks, April 10th. God, that's going to be blockbuster. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be a game of the season. Game of the season. I, 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 I mean, I don't think anybody can disagree with that. It, it, it will If, if the, the reverse fixture earlier in the season wasn't good enough, this game... I mean, this game's going to be crazy, but 
City. I, honestly, I'm putting this down to Palace. Palace played so well. I'm actually. I was actually thinking Palace might steal this. They had a lot of opportunities, and they just looked like a team playing against a ridiculously good Manchester City side. And they just every time they had an opportunity, they fluffed it. So I'll I'll take the nil nil draw here as a Liverpool fan. Fuck it, like. <laughs> Good job, oh, yeah. Palace. Of I, course. City, I, I... This is guaranteed to happen. They, the thing is, they will win most games, like 3, 4, 5 nil. Maybe let a goal in here and there. But then every once in a while, every once in a while, they just can't it just do doesn't it. Work. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. The, the, you know, a, a, a much lesser team just sits back and hits on the counter, and they either get a draw out of it or they get beat. Uh, so I... I'm, I'm here for it. I'm all here for it. Looking forward to April 10th. All right. Boys and girls, uh, points for the weekend. JD, if I'm not mistaken, had six. I had three. And the fans had five. Ooh, bringing, our new, bringing our new point total to JD with 132, myself with 137, and the fans with 136. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it is uncomfortable at the top. <laughs> we only have three games this week guys uh three uh games made up um if i'm not mistaken for just uh covid or moving games because of you know league cup FA finals cup, <laughs> EFL cup final league cup final like wins <laughs> wins in quotation um first game uh this is gonna be on wednesday brighton is going to be hosting uh i'm if i'm not mistaken it's wednesday uh brighton yeah. are gonna be hosting uh tottenham um I'm not going to lie. I'll start this one off first. Uh, this one, honestly, all three games are pretty easy, in my opinion, to call. Uh, I, I think Tottenham should do the business against Brighton just because Brighton has been so poor. This is a, this is a big bounce-back opportunity for Antonio Conte and his guys. So, J.D., what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm going to go Tottenham here. Um, uh, Brighton losing against Liverpool over the weekend. And then Tottenham... <sighs> Yeah, they should beat this Brighton side. I don't know if it'll be pretty, but Brighton just have not been great. They just haven't been. And and, and we we have seen how Tottenham can turn it on against a team like Brighton. Like not necessarily a team like Manchester United where they they almost did get a result, but yeah, they 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 they're going to beat Brighton. I I I can't see any reason why there would be a shock here. Well, the fans as well are going to be going with Tottenham. The next game, uh, JD, I'll have you start this one off first. Arsenal will be hosting Liverpool Football Club in a game that this is definitely, definitely the game of the midweek. No well, question about it. Well, yeah, <laughs> there's only three. But, and <laughs> well, hey, I'm calling it as I see it, JD. Okay, and my word is law. JD, Coming from a Liverpool fan, Arsenal have been very, very good recently, and they are home. Are you worried at all? I'm slightly worried, but not not enough to not choose a Liverpool win. Because here's the thing. Liverpool have to win this game. They're they're seeing the, the City result against Crystal Palace, and Jurgen Klopp is ingraining into the Liverpool players' minds, saying, like, you need to fucking win this game. I like he, he is not gonna take anything less than a win. Alright, so I and I I think Liverpool are the better team. They are. They they should win. Arsenal have been in decent form, so I, I'm a I'm I'm a, just a tiny bit concerned that it's not at home at Anfield, but I gotta go Liverpool here. They're the better yeah. team. They should win. 
the fans going with Liverpool, myself going with Liverpool. Uh, I actually low-key need Liverpool to win this game too because if Man United want any opportunity to get <laughs> back in the top four race, uh, Arsenal got to start dropping these games in hand. So we'll see what happens. Everton will be hosting Newcastle United the final game of the weekend. The fans are going with Newcastle pretty heavily. I as well, again, very easily, going to be going with Newcastle here. JD, to finish off the midweek picks, what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, Newcastle. For every every time I've ever talked about Everton this season, yes, Newcastle are going to beat Everton. They're absolute dog shit. I wish I actually like kept most of the papers from the picks, and I'd like to actually look back at like the last time you or I actually picked Everton to win a game. I, like... It would have to have been a very, very long time ago. In the One season. of our diehard fans must remember, right? Oh, well. Better than us. <laughs> well, speaking of diehard fans, we have a few fan questions coming. Uh, only two. I did put up the uh, Instagram late today, so I apologize for that, guys. Uh, first question coming from Trevor. Speaking of loyal fans, Trevor, how are you? Uh, our local Spurs fan. Uh, God, hold the L, Trevor. Just hold the L. I have two wins on Trevor this year so far. Red Bull beat Toronto and United beat Spurs. Like, oh god, that's I, right. Yeah, that's right. Trevor kind of is a Toronto fan because Buffalo yeah, he, doesn't have a team. Yeah. So I asked Trevor very politely and kindly to hold the L's, bro. Could you please just take these L's? I'm handing them to you. Enjoy them. They're wonderful. They go great with rice. But. We're going to go to this question first. Should Harry Maguire get goal of the year for his finish against Spurs? Really? I don't know how to answer that. I don't want to answer that. I don't know about you. I just don't want to answer that. I mean... <laughs> all right, it was try. a tap-in. It was a tap-in. It was a tap-in. Okay? Tap Actually, tap that's that's more why Ronaldo was mad. Yeah, that's that's more so why that's, Ronaldo was mad because that was that's that's his thing. That's a that's good his turn. thing. That's actually that's, a good like, that's a good spin to this entire thing. But Cristiano Ronaldo was actually just mad Harry Maguire scored a tap in. Maguire Maguire is the the younger dumber brother of Cristiano Ronaldo looking up to his his older brother saying like oh I could do that too and just does it in the wrong fucking net oh. like I. I don't know. Like I, I, I said it before. Why the fuck is McGuire still playing? I, yeah. he should, he should not even be in the squad at this point. Yeah. I mean, just, 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 just put him in the reserves for a couple weeks. Play, play him in the under twenty threes. Imagine, could you imagine like the photos if he, if he got like suited up for an, a U twenty three game, like in the reserves? That'd be so fucking hilarious. Him going up against a couple like nineteen year olds like in the Premier League two, that'd be the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I uh, I'd put my just honestly like just you know keeping his fitness. <laughs> no, but honestly, like just four <laughs> games, just four games in a row. Don't play Harry Maguire. We'll see what it looks like. Okay, if it's no better, fine. But if it's better, it's like okay, how much more of an example do you need? <laughs> yeah. Final question. It's a two-parter coming from JC. JC, thank you again. Speaking of loyal fans, what position is most influential on the soccer pitch and which is the least influential? So all we'll go most influential first, then least influential. Um, in my opinion, the most influential position on the entire field is going to be your box-to-box -box midfielder. 
And the reason why is to be able to have that link and that chain that separates the offense and the defense is massive. Uh, the best clubs in the world have an amazing number eight who has the ability to come back on defense but push transition on offense. If you don't have someone in your lineup to do that, your team becomes very slow, one-dimensional, and is very easy to defend and very easy to score on. So, JD, who is your most influential position on the field? Um, I, I'll say it, 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 it definitely depends on the team and it depends on the system they're playing. Because, I mean, look, you look at Liverpool, like, honestly, if you don't think of, like, Mohamed Salah just scoring all the time, Trent Alexander-Arnold is probably the most influential player on that team. And he plays right back. Now, realistically, he's playing, you know, right center mid, but he is the right back. So, overall, yes, I agree with you. That box-to-box center midfielder, just that the playmaker, the guy running the entire length of the field, I, I think that's who's involved the most, and that's who makes the, the, the biggest plays. Um, but again, it, it, it depends on the system. If you're only running, like if you're only running two true midfielders, then maybe that's different when you have, you have the wing backs or you're running like a, a back five, it, it can all be different, but yeah, I, I would say a center mid running box to box. Yeah. That's probably the most influential on a neutral level, but, um, I'll say my le- least important is probably the ball boy, but, um, <laughs> Hey, they're part of the team, man. But um, yeah, probably goalkeeper. And I say that because when they are the most influential player in the game, one, your team sucks. And two, it's so rare that it shouldn't be considered. All right. It is it is super important to have a great goalkeeper. It's super important. But your most influential player should not be your goalkeeper. So I, I, I don't think I can consider it like even close to the most influential. So like I I think it's just the yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with goalkeeper for the for the least influential. And you know what? I I, I really agree with you where, you know, if your goalie is your best player, like and your best standout player, that means you he's suck. seeing you way suck. he's you're seeing he's seeing way too much action because like it's funny. I think Ederson, Allison you know, Manuel Neuer, goalies like that, they only see a few shots a game because their defense is so good. David De Gea is always considered one of the best goalies in the world, but that's because he sees 15 shots a game. Yeah. Like, it's 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 actually quite embarrassing. And you know what, JD? I really, because I can't. I can't think of another position on the field that's least influential. So I will agree. I agree that the goalie, because I honestly think in a good system, an average goalie would be fine. You don't need to go out and bring yeah. a world-class goalie to succeed if the system works. So, um, also, low-key, not to like jump into your team, I think Virgil van Dijk is your most influential player on uh, Liverpool. That's I that's think. also a good yeah, shout. Yeah. But they, I, that's I where think... I say like it, it's it depends on the team. It depends on the team. Where I think maybe it's Trent. Yeah, you're right. It might be Virgil because I, yeah. literally nothing gets past him. But like, like he's just he's like that's like literally I like I think to he myself, has made like, he has made Joel Matip arguably considered arguably considered a world class center back. Player of the month. Joel Matip won Player of the Month for the this Premier League <laughs> in the Premier League. Like I mean, he's good. I'm not saying Joel Matip isn't really good. It's just like what. <laughs> 
<laughs> and by the way, low key, I did his SBC in FIFA Ultimate Team strictly because it cost me nothing to do it, really. Dude, you gave the player of the month like 65 pace. Well, he's not very fast. I know he's not very he's fast, not very but fast. man, bump that to 70. Give give the man a what's little his, hope. What's his dribbling, though? Because his dribbling should actually oh, well, be uh, s- somewhat high. All right, well. Because uh, you look at, no, seriously, seriously. Right, you look at Joel Matip's dribbling. Yeah, look, yeah, I, I will keep talking while you look it up. Joel Matip, just, just seriously, over the last, like, two years, just watch clips of Joel Matip dribble in, in between players. It's actually astounding. He he knows how to dribble. It's insane. It's probably super low in FIFA. I bet it's like I bet it's like fifty five or some shit. Like I don't know. It, Sometimes for these like crazy inform cards, they do something like kind of crazy, and I, I'm just I, I I don't understand why FIFA just can't reflect at least just a realistic rating right. where where like Virgil Van Dyke actually oh, is also oh. super low in pace. What do they oh. make us dribbling? Like, did the they meme it make it super high? 72 dribbling, oh 75, 75 ball control. Okay, okay, that's so. Okay, that's actually a little high. <laughs> that's, that's higher than I would have expected. I'm gonna, <laughs> that, make him, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make him my central attacking midfielder with stats like that. No, no, no. no so, okay, so, okay. So FIFA, FIFA is taking the piss here, where they're, where they're over, they're over cops. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, actually, well, I'm happy to see that, but yeah. Joel Matthews should have like 65 to 70 dribbling because he actually can't dribble. Just watch him fucking bring the ball out from the back. He can literally beat players. Like, it's so funny. He's not fast. He just, he's he has great ball control and he has an eye for a pass. It's crazy. He had the pass to for Luis Diaz's uh, header against Brighton this weekend, which was a great ball in. But, God bless yeah. it. All we right, got off but, topic there heavily. Hey, that's... That's fine. That's fine. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to, though, be the end of our episode today. Thank you for everyone who submitted a fan question and voted on our game picks. Guys, we will see you guys later in the week. I guys want you to be safe, be well, and guys, enjoy your week. Peace out. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town.